Welcome to Young Leaders Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping young leaders connect and grow. Welcome to the Young Leaders Podcast. Today is part one of our two-part conversation with Tim Corey. So we talk about internet safety. In today's section, we're going to talk about family and child safety. And then in part two, we're going to talk more about what it looks like inside of your church and business. Before we dive in, remember to subscribe to the podcast and connect with us online at YL Podcast, wherever you use social media. We love hearing from you and we want to know how we can help serve you better in the future. Without further ado, let's jump in. Hey, welcome everybody. And I am super pumped to have my buddy here, uh, Tim Corey. He's a good friend of mine. Hey, how you doing? We're going to be talking about something uh, we talk a lot about, which is technology and internet safety. And uh, it's great. Tim and I have a little bit different views on it. I'm ready to embrace our robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> Me, not so much. Not so much. Tim's not so much. I'm all about the self-driving cars. I kind of want a self-driving car too, though. Yes. Because I'm lazy. I don't want to drive. I'm to- like today. I would buy one today. Absolutely. No problem. Let Alexa do it. I'd give it up to Siri. That's how dangerous. Oh my I word! Am. Don't give it to Siri. <laughs> You'll be off the road and in the wrong county. Um, but yeah, we're excited to talk about internet safety because it's obviously a big deal, and especially if you're inside of ministry and what you do online can really make or break you. But before we dive in, Tim, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, so I'm a husband. I've been married for a little over 17 years, going on 18 this year. I have two boys. John just turned 15, and then Chris is 13. So that's me. I'm a software developer. I've been there doing software development for, oh, 20, 20 years, 20 plus years. Ooh, that's awesome. So been a little long, been a long time. And uh, Tim actually has a courses where you can learn to code, and we'll link to that stuff. He'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast, but um, it's really cool stuff if you're interested in learning more about that. But Tim, when we talk about internet safety, what are we talking about? Is it just protecting your identity, getting off the black web, or is there more to it? Don't start the dark web. Just oh. don't start the dark web. <laughs> that irritates me every time I see that commercial because that's just it. It's trying to make you like scared, and it's that's the wrong approach. But anyways, no, it's a whole lot more than that. Um, and that's, so there's, there's a few different phases that we should talk about when it comes to internet safety, because it, it does change over time. Um, and so let's start with the, the very beginning, the, the, the child phase. Um, so as a parent, it's my job to protect my kids. And that's something I see a lot of parents and I feel the same pressure. A lot of parents are a little scared. They're like, what do I do? And there's, there's the easy approach, mm-hmm. and that's the head in the sand. I don't want to know about it. Nothing bad ever happens on the internet because we all know that's true. Right. Um, so, and then there's the paranoid approach, which is my kid can never go on the internet because horrible things happen there, and so therefore I'm going to protect it by never sending them there. Right. Which you know that doesn't work either. Right. Um, Especially and, in today's world. Absolutely. They're on it for school starting like third grade. Right. You go, you go to the library. Everywhere yes. has open Wi-Fi. So, I mean, if you don't think your kid's online, guess what? They're, they're on. online. So, their little toys and devices have internet access. So, there's, there's this whole digital world that's out there. And we, we, we don't remember that it's a whole different world. Mm. And so, it really starts off with the kids because if we don't lead them, and how to deal with the online world, then they're just fending for themselves, and w- which they're doing right now. Right, right. And, and the problem is, is that 
they create a whole different persona. So, you know, when I was going to school, school was not fun for me, I guess. I, you know, well, school is never fun. Right. But, you know, as far as bullying and having a hard time with kids, but the nice thing is I came home. And when I came home, it was like, this is my safe space. I can goof off. I can be outside. I can, I can be, be me. I can be me. Yeah. You know, my parents still like me, uh, yes. usually, yeah. uh, if I had done my chores. Um, hi, Mom. But, um, you know, that's not true anymore. Right. So right. When, when a kid comes home, that whole digital world hasn't changed. It follows them. Yes. Their peers are still there. Um, what they've done lives on forever. Yeah. Um, and so there's that constant pressure, that constant stress. And the kids are encouraged to be someone different. Right. Um, because they see all their friends. I mean, even as adults, we see this. You know, when you look at your friends on Facebook, you see the perfect vacation. You see five vacations a year because that's what we do. Right. right. Um, you know, you see all this stuff. And you're like, man, I'm just not living up. Always doing this. Always doing that. They're out to dinner. Absolutely. We're not out to dinner We're not, tonight. Right. We should be, right? Right. You know, their house is so much bigger than mine. Yeah. You know, their backyard parties. It's are... always clean. How is their house always clean? Because <laughs> you see it on Facebook two times a month. Absolutely. <laughs> and you see that one corner of their house because the rest of it is just piled garbage behind them. Yes. And that's what we've, we've, we have with our kids, too, is our kids are being encouraged to be that way as well. Yeah. And so it's, we're not leading our kids in talking through who you are online. Um, if you look at any internet forum, it's, it's a hive of scum and villainy to quote star Wars. That's a problem. Um, and so if, if as adults, we don't lead our kids in, here's how you behave the same way online as you do in person, that's going to be a problem. See, that's what I think is really interesting is understanding a lot of times we, as parents will be upset. We're angry. Our kids always on on their phone. Our kids doing this. They act that way. That, but we haven't done anything to curb that, to set up. Boundaries. We've encouraged it, right? I mean, it, and again, I'm guilty of this too. So don't don't think I'm just trying to blame everybody else. But when you're tired, you hand your kid a device. Yeah. When you're out at Jiffy Lube and you're waiting for something, your kid's bouncing off the walls. You hand them a device, you know, and they get quiet, which is awesome. You go on a long trip. I mean, I, I used to love it when I'd hand my kids a device and say, watch a movie on a long trip. That's awesome. Right. But you got to have that balance of how do I deal with this long term because now I've taught them every time you have a free minute, take your device. Fill it. Yes. And, and I space. do the same thing. Right. And, that, and that's something. We're taking it to the bathroom. Absolutely. We're checking it. We're at a stoplight. We're checking our phone. <laughs> We're, uh, but I'm not doing. I'm driving. Not doing it while I'm driving. Sure. Yeah. Uh huh. And but there's that whole. So we're and we're in essence encouraging them to have these similar attitudes, but they've never, where we've learned, to be able to put it down, um, if we really want to, if we really need to, they're not, and it's becoming an, an internet addiction. And Absolutely. Well, one of, one of the things that, that I've heard before, and I don't know who said this quote, but whatever you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. Mm, yeah. Well, that's what's happening with the device usage. Yeah. You know, and so that's just one part of it is they're using the devices, but then what are they doing? Right. You know, and so that's, that's where it gets really dangerous is, especially if you don't know what your kids are doing. Um, and guaranteed, you probably don't know everything. Um, right. 
I'm a very, very, very techie person. I don't know everything my kids are doing. Uh, I try. I really right, do. Right. And I, I find out more than they, they think I know everything. Um, <laughs> right. they, they do. They're getting to places. And so having that conversation beforehand, you know, it's the same conversation you have about the birds and the bees. Right, you know, right. you don't wait until it's way too late. You don't wait until they're married to talk to them about this. You, you want to get that out early, at least have the early conversations, you know, those dozen talks over a dozen years to try to um, work with them and have that open dialogue so that when things come up, they talk to you about it. You know, second, first, second, third graders, if they have a tablet, if, they're, if you're even letting them use their phone, so my nieces and nephews um, love the Snapchat filters Whew. that put on the doggy faces yep. and the puking rainbows and stuff. <laughs> But it's not a couple swipes, and there's content that's not met for them. Absolutely. And so to be watching them and to be paying attention and to be knowing what they're doing, to, to not – your your kid could be exposed to things because he swiped, and it took him to a different screen. Let's change one word in there, from could to will be. To, yes. Because And that's, that's one of the things that we don't want to face, but it's a reality. Your kids will be exposed to pornography, will be exposed to other very negative situations really early in life. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they have internet access, within six months, they've probably been exposed to it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's so easy. I mean, yes. it, it's no longer about, well, you know, it, when I grew up, it was if you went to the 7 Eleven or the, you know, the local uh, convenience mart and you looked in that, in the back of the magazines, there was like that that paper covered one or the plastic right. covered one. Right. That was the one that like, you know, was Or if you went into your uncle's closet. Right. Yes. And he had you know, his stash. That that's where you found all this junk. Well, right. not anymore. I mean, it's not even like, well, if you have if you go online and look for certain websites, it's Instagram, it's Snapchat, it's Facebook, it's yeah. Twitter. You can find it everywhere. And it doesn't take much. It's one search. Absolutely. And it's there. And now not to mention what their friends are posting themselves. Absolutely. And so as you move forward through that, it's understanding having those conversations and really starting as early as possible to how do, how do we do this and helping them create boundaries, time limits, content limits, um, financial limits if they're spending stuff in apps. Um, Absolutely. And, tell, and having them tell you, hey, this is what I did and take an interest in it. And, and I know like... It could be Minecraft is boring. I don't understand it. <laughs> you're running around, you're building a block, and then you break it. I... And that's how I feel too. Yes. But you have to open that dialogue and you have to be interested. Because if you yeah. are interested in it, then you can have those conversations and it will come up. Hey, right. you know, you know, this guy was, was over there, you know, beating me with this. Well, let's talk about that. Was right. that kind? Well, no, it wasn't kind. Yeah. So what should you do? And even if they have an Xbox and they could get a message from a complete stranger, you know, I play Xbox and I've had guys shoot me messages cause they were ticked off that I totally owned them. And, uh, <laughs> it's happened one time. One I time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, and that, you know, it's full of vulgarity and sure and everything. And they, boom, they just open up a message. And, and understanding those settings and situations. And so this happens from as soon as they have access to a device, which is earlier Absolutely. early, earlier every time, and having those conversations. And there are organizations 
like Orange, we work a lot with Orange, um, who have guides to help you have these conversations with your kid. There's um, different places online. I don't know if there's any that you're like, hey, this is some good questions to ask or conversation starters that you've had when it comes to dealing with kids and technology. Usually, um, I don't have a specific site, mm-hmm. but usually go through that conversation and I just say, there's a couple of things you need to do. First of all, you need to talk to your kid. Like I said, open that dialogue up and have that, that free and open dialogue and then use those situations. In some ways, this is a great opportunity mm. um, because it brings to the forefront some things that you might not have otherwise talked about. Um, and the, the scariest thing is that you send your kid away at college never having discussed X, yeah. whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be the really bad stuff. Uh, right. Finances. Um, so online games, like phone app games, there's a big deal on freemium games. And a freemium game is a game that's free to download, free to play, but then you know for a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, you get to have an upgrade or two upgrades, or and or you get just, gems quicker. Absolutely, yeah. and this kind of encourages you to spend a little bit of money. Yeah. On average, a person spends over a hundred dollars a year if they spend a dime. Wow. Wow. Well, if you looked at that app in the app store and saw it for ninety nine ninety five, you go no, but at a dollar a pop. You go, well, it's just it's just a dollar. It's just, a it's dollar. just not and it's not even a dollar, it's ninety-nine cents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even a dollar. Yeah. Um, and so that's a great conversation piece where you can say, okay, maybe give them a little bit of access, a little bit of money. Maybe give them five dollars or ten dollars on an iTunes gift card or right. an Android play gift card. And then when they use it up in the first day, <laughs> you can talk through budgeting. Right. And say, hey, you know, how do you expect to then you know, survive the rest of the month. Now, obviously, you can live just fine without yeah. be- paying anything for an iPhone app. But that builds that budgeting conversation. You know, and the same thing with, with conversations with their friends. Mm. Okay, how could you have done that differently? Okay, that person hurt your feelings. That that's, that's horrible. That's awful. How could you be a better friend as somebody else? Right. How could you not respond in the way that hurt you? Um, and so then when other situations come up, okay, what what guidelines or what guardrails can you put in your life so that you don't run across those situations that you don't want to get presented with? Right, right. And it's, it's really that conversation that brings it around to maturity because that's the, that's the real winner it, here for, for a parent. It's really interesting. In the time we're facing right now in high school, especially after the Parkland shooting that just happened, there seems to be this upsurgence of kindness, treating each other well, um, loving each other's students, watching out for each other, banding together, the the walkouts and the marches, and um, but there's that underlining inside of inside of that that teenagers are still mean to teenagers. Sure, that we it and just because your your child is or your students are um, concerned about an issue like a school shooting or violence or bullying. Or, or helping doesn't mean they're not mean to each other. Right. And, well, and not only that, and, and this comes down to the training thing again. Mm-hmm. So we have taught our students how to act, and we've not done a good job. Yeah. Um, so, so let's bring it into the adult world for just a minute. If I mention Donald Trump in a negative light or Hillary Clinton in a negative light, 
probably everybody in this audience, yeah. one of those two people will be irritated if I mention them in a negative light. Right. Or conversely, if I say something positive about both of them, right. someone will be irritated at one of those. Well, how do we expect our kids to be able to have a open dialogue with people they disagree with without getting angry yeah. if we can't hold off on our anger when having a conversation with someone we disagree with. And, and that's what we've taught them, you know, so that, yes, you can be full of compassion as long as they agree with you. <laughs> right. Well, that, that's just... So, again, yeah. teaching moment. Yeah. It, it's time to stop this. If I agree with them, I'll be, I'll be kind. Yeah. We need to open that up to a, a larger audience. And, and if you're a church leader out there, you've probably felt this tension of how do I have these conversations? And, and the tough thing, I have beliefs. I have thoughts. Absolutely. And, but it's also important to remember that my goal isn't to box my faith and give it to, to kids. Because if I give them my faith in a box, they're going to drop it or it's not going to be real. It's not going to survive college. And what we need to help them do is, is learn to be critical thinkers, to fight with subjects, to come with possibly different views and opinions and thoughts, but for them to wrestle it so that when they're older, they know I don't just give up on faith. I wrestle through my sure. faith. Yep. And, and that's hard to do. It is. But I think that this technology helps us. It doesn't hurt us mm. if, we, if we take advantage of it. Yeah. Because... It can do that. It can allow us to have those disagreements, allow us to have those conversations to build, again, that maturity. You've had these conversations with your boys. Yep. And Multiple times. Yeah, multiple times. And you, So how did you feel as a dad diving into that conversation? I hate that talk, man. <laughs> I, I tell you what. Um, you know, my wife's a whole lot better than I, than I am at that. It's always a little bit uncomfortable to talk about, you know, if, especially come into it from the perspective of, Okay, I'm going to talk about something that we don't want to talk about. Right. Well, yeah, you're all going to, you know, droop your head and talk. But part of it is you just need to do it. You need yeah. to have a conversation. Hey, you know, there's bad stuff on the internet. There's, and it's not, again, just not just porn. There's, you know, bad conversations. There's uh, poorly modeled things. And so we need to talk about how to put some guardrails in your life to protect you and to help you. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's part of it. But the other part is I have sons. Mm -hmm. And so the way guys best communicate, at least that I've found, is side-by-side -side instead of face-to-face. -face. Yeah. You know, and so maybe I'll, I'll play with them in the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a conversation about what someone said. You know, or you know, we'll work somewhere together. And we'll have a conversation about, hey, so how you doing with what you're looking at on the Internet? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so those kind of conversations – they're side-by-side, side, are less confrontational, they're less in-your-face, and it allows for more open dialogue, even if it's just small stuff. Yeah. Um, because then when the big stuff does come, it's not a shock, oh, my goodness, Dad's talking to me. Right. You know, and then, you, then you, they're always afraid of, oh, what does Dad want to say? Right, right. You know, versus, hey, I want to talk to Dad. And it's, and it's great because I think, again, there's not just porn on the Internet, and but there's bad conversations. There's... There's things that are just, if we have too much of it, it just throws us off emotionally in the way we talk and the way we think, whether it's about um, the people of a certain race, gender, ethnicity, whatever it is. Part of the problem um, with the internet is 
you will always find a crowd that supports you Ooh, with yeah. every belief. And, and there's some wacky ones out there. I mean, some awful ones out there. But you'll always find a, a crowd of people that will tell you, yes, you're right. You know, the earth is flat. Or, <laughs> sorry. It's did I, real. Did I offend somebody it's right there? there. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of people that will back up your point of view, even yeah. if it's just not right. And so if you're not an authority in your kid's life that they respect, yeah. and if you haven't already opened that dialogue up, it's really hard to compete with, yes, but blogger XYZ or YouTuber XYZ and their million followers believe right. this. Right. What you going to do, Dad? Yeah. You know, well, I'm your dad. Yeah. So, you know, just do it. And, and we will say th- this is not that this is impossible when they're in high school, that you could still cover that sure. ground. It's just so much harder. Just so much the harder. The longer you wait, the harder it is to become a voice inside of your kid's life. And I know that there could feel like now that you're they're older, they're a sophomore in high school, they don't want to hear my voice. They do. They just want to hear your voice along others, alongside other voices. And we get the privilege of helping them walk through that because the other voices aren't around. Right. So take advantage of it. Start young. If you can start in elementary school, do it. Yep. And, and having those conversations. Let's dive into a little more technical aspect of sure. it. So internet safety. I have a Wi-Fi password. Right. Am I good? No. It's a good Wi-Fi password. That's great. It's not one, two, three, four. What is your password? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, no, you're not. Um, And so, again, there's a lot of, there's a lot more to the conversation we've we've already covered. Uh, But as far as technology goes, technology can definitely be a tool to help you uh, with your network. And there's a lot of stuff out there. I just don't want to make sure that when we enter this conversation, we don't think this is the full solution. Right. Uh, This is a tool. Um, but there's some great stuff out there that can really help you. One of the ones, especially as a parent that I found helpful is, uh, Disney puts out a device called the circle. It's awesome. It is. It's not the full solution. Right. I actually use a couple different services, but I use it. It's $99 one time fee. If you want to have uh, protection off your home network, then I think it's like $5 a month or something like yeah. that. But, but what it does is it approaches it as we want to put some guardrails in your life. And that's, it's not, if you're looking for the block all bad stuff on the internet, it's not going to do it. Yeah. But what it does do, one of the things I love about it, it's so simple. You can turn on and force safe search for all searches. Google, Bing, I think Yahoo. But who uses Yahoo? Nobody. Nobody uses Yahoo. No, but so what it does is it turns on safe search. If you don't know what safe search is, essentially when you use Google or Bing, and you search for something, there's three different levels. There is, uh, they call it strict or, or safe or something like that. There's a normal search, and then there is the don't filter anything. Right. These are different filter levels. And it's it's usually an automatic routine they, they work through to try and determine if this site is safe or not. With the safest of levels, you may not get every website available to you because it tries to say, well, this one seems like it might have bad content on it. And by bad content, they mean, they mean bad content, not just eh, questionable content. Right, right. So, because that's a big deal. I mean, you go to, if you go search for puppies, but turn off safe search entirely, turn off the full search, yeah. and go to images, 
Please don't do this. Please don't do this. Yeah. Non-recommended you'll, part of the You'll podcast. find... Yeah. <laughs> do you have a big warning buzzer or yeah. something goes off? Uh, you'll find inappropriate images. Yeah. For puppies. You know, and that's what's happened to your kids. It's, it's not necessarily that it's the, I intend to go looking for something. Because if, if your kid or even you are going to go look for something, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. Easy peasy. So, yeah. but the problem is... And this is where it's that temptation that leads you down the path. It's not the, I'm at the end of the path, I'm being led down. You search for something, and then a picture comes up. And you're like, ah, I shouldn't, but it's late at night, I'm all alone. And, and so next right. thing you know, you click on the picture. And then it leads you to more pictures. And more. And it, you go down that rabbit hole, um, and, and that's where the problem lies. And so if you can put that safe search on, yeah, where it's automatically done for you, you don't have to do anything then you don't see that picture necessarily. It's right. less likely to. So that protects you. It protects your kids. It protects your neighbors who come over and use your Wi-Fi. So even though you had the Wi-Fi password, I have to put you into a category. Yep. Now, at that point, I had you on like the most strict category ever as default. Right. Uh, I've since changed that a little bit and tweaked it. Yeah. But um, He's let me have <laughs> Google back. I, I've let Ger- Carl have Google for now. For now. If he keeps arguing DC too much, then we'll have a problem. So, but but yeah, so it just that that simple protection. Right. The other thing it does is I can put time limits on things, mm. and and you'd be amazed. You put a five hour time limit on a tablet, and you're thinking, oh come on, that's that's ridiculous, and it dings at like noon. Yeah. And you're going, huh? What? what? Here? <laughs> and so you have that conversation. Yeah. We've had that conversation, and. Actually, one of the problems is that my boys listen to Audible, which great service, but it keeps an internet connection open. Mm. Which, okay, so that's kind of a problem, or not a bug, because it's it is what it is. Right. But it's something to think through. And so, what happens? My son turns off his internet, so he gets on Audible. He turns off his internet, and which is great because he can just use his phone right. as just a, a smart device and listen to his books. He's not on games he doesn't do other things he just right. listens to his books but but having those timelines in place gives you some boundaries and gives you some understanding of what's going on right the other thing is it tells you when they're getting on their device yeah. um, because if you the times when it's the most dangerous are early in the morning late at night yeah you know and so what I've done is I said okay if you have to be up and around and out by 8 then the internet doesn't turn on until eight. Yeah. And if you're supposed to be in bed uh, by nine, the internet goes off at nine. And then it, you can't do anything. Right. And so even if the temptation is there, you know, we don't, this is one of those, um, it's not a technology solution, but it's a solution for technology. Yeah. We don't charge our devices in our, like my kids don't charge the devices in their room. Yeah. It's out in a um, designated place. Well, what that means is if they want to sneak out and grab advice, they still can. Right. But there's no internet. So, tough. I'm sure, you know, if that leads to frustration, great. We'll have a conversation about it. Right. You know, so so that's the kind of things that, that Circle does. And that works with tablets, phones, Xbox. So, it connects to yeah. your, um, your central point of your internet on your home, yeah. your router. And so, everything goes through that router. Everything goes through Circle. And then... Any device. I mean, my Xbox goes through that device. Yeah. Because, again, that's something where you can say, you know what? The Xbox turns off at 9 as well because I don't want you playing the internet right. or the Xbox after 9 o'clock. Yep. 
So they could play offline games, but who wants to do that? Right. So, and there's other services that are coming out. It's becoming a sure. more popular thing now. I think Xfinity uh, with Comcast is doing something kind of similar. Something I think Disney's leading the way. They are. Um, everyone wants to try to get into it. Yeah. Um, I would look into it. Um, try them out. Uh, also, I think Netgear routers okay. have something kind of built into it that's similar. There's also um, Questodio, Q-U-S-T-O-D-I-O. Okay. Um, Google that on Safe Search, um, <laughs> but that's that's another uh, installable thing that will install on your tablets and other devices, okay. and that's pretty good at it being a little more granular about blocking websites and other things like that. Right. Um, and then there's some other ones out there, but those are those are some of the big ones. Kind of the- One that as we transition at some point down the road, which can transition into kind of adult to adult thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Covenant Eyes program, yeah. which is more of an accountability program. But that, again, monitors your internet, and then it can email accountability partner. Right. And that's actually something I do with my small group. I have yeah. 10th grade boys, and so they are signed up through that, and then I get a report awesome. every Wednesday, and we talk about it. Yeah. Yeah.